0: So let's shimmy on over and get started. I have been waiting to have this chat with today's guest for a year, almost a year, and we finally made it happen. Um, I met, yay, Elise James. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I met Elise at last year's Pop Your Business Conference, and Elise was one of the guests, the guest speakers, and I was out in the foyer before she was on the stage, and I'd broken my glasses. And I don't know if you remember this, but I was sticky taping them together. I remember. Yeah. And we just struck up as though we were just two girlfriends who were chatting and I didn't know you from a bar of soap. You didn't know me from a bar of soap. And it just felt like a beautiful it did. connection. So welcome to our chat today. Thank you, beautiful. It's wonderful to be here. How are you? I am great.
1: I've been you, okay. to my daughter's book week this morning and oh, cool. you know, Done all the things, so here I am, ready for this wonderful chat with you.
0: Oh my gosh, and we we're just having a little chat off, off air. Like we it's, do similar things, but we're very, we're different, we're the same, but we're different. We do it, so the same kind of women, but differently. We'll kind, we'll get into that, because I want to know your mm. whole backstory before we spill the beans on what you do. Alright darling, so wonderful. So when we met, I used to actually do
1: lots and lots of public speaking. And then when we met at the Pop Your Business Conference, that was the first talk I'd given in 10 years. And it was really special for me because like, it was kind of like I told my story, but I was so vulnerable because mm-hmm. I'd not told my story in public you know, in a, in a, in that kind of way before. And you know, that sort of thing where, you know, there's that quote, I don't even know where it comes from. It's probably Brene Brown started it, but it's kind of like, shame goes away when you tell your story in safe places. Yes. Yeah. And and that was really it was really pivotal for me because I just stood up and I told my story. And my story is I ran a 300 million euro business and it failed and it was devastating. So I have this 300 million euro business. I'm I'm operating in about I don't know. It was like something like 30 different countries. Like I would work seven days a week. I would fly out on a Thursday to Montenegro, Croatia, Albania, Turkey, not all at once, but different, you know, I had court cases going on in Morocco from someone trying to steal land.
0: Let me wind back. What was that? Where were you based here? Were you in Australia? I was Australia? based in
1: the UK. No, no. In the no. UK? So I'm Australian. I left when I was 18. I took a one. I, I went to Sydney University for seven days. And I was like, <laughs> it's not far enough away. So I actually just left and at, at 18 and on a one-way ticket to the UK and came back when I was 44.
0: Okay, and how yeah. old are you now?
1: 55.
0: 55.
1: Cool. Yeah. So I've been here nine years, which is the age of my daughter. So weirdly enough, as soon as I had a child, I wanted to bring her back to the place where I had the childhood oh. I didn't like.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> we'll go there. I wanted, yes. I just wanted to put it the So you were doing all this jet setting, working, yeah. squillion yeah. dollar business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 In the UK and it failed, it failed primarily because it was, the 2008 crash, and you couldn't get development finance. So there was a lot of- What business was it?
0: What were you doing? What were you doing? Um,
1: Investment property. So in emerging markets, which is an incredibly risky place. So all the investors were high-level investors. They all had to sign something to say that they understood the risk. But to be honest with you, if you're someone who has a lot of integrity and you also have slight scapegoat complex, you think that everything is your fault. So the way that I took everything going wrong was that it was all my fault, even though for sure that's not true, like even in reality. But what I learned and the most exciting thing about all this was, so I was back in Australia and I was walking along, living up the road from my mom, which I hadn't done for a long time, and just thinking that I felt shit because I'd failed. And then I had this amazing aha moment that I didn't, that wasn't the case, I or I failed because I felt shit. So underlyingly my foundation wasn't big enough to build this to to handle this skyscraper that I built on top of my foundation of 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 self-belief and self-worth effectively. And also, I didn't want a skyscraper. So I was building a business that was pretty much based on me trying to prove myself. Yeah. Right. And then it also had to come to the conclusion there was nothing wrong with me in the first place. Like, you know. When I was in Lismore, I did feel rather odd, like I just – just in my thought patterns and the way that I was. But, you know, that's the thing when you're a child. Everything seems really dramatic. It's like, well, you don't fit in or you don't belong, Mm -hmm. and it really impacts you in quite a large way. So I kind of realized that the kind – like I sort of – it was like my whole world had fallen apart. The skyscraper Mm -hmm. had fallen down, and I spent a lot of years crawling around in the in the wreckage going – oh, what's that? Is that important to me or not? Until I really understood myself in a way that I think I hadn't before because I was too busy. When The the proving yourself thing is really interesting, but it's also a rejection of self because you're trying to prove yourself as something that you're not. And you're staying away from all your gifts because they made you feel vulnerable and that feels really horrible when you're growing up. And then you have to t- do this massive turnaround to go, actually those, all those vulnerabilities are my gifts. Who I am is special and marvelous as I am, flawed as I might be. And just coming to terms with that absolute humanity of self, extending that out to everybody and going, oh wow, you know, I wish we all could just have compassion on ourselves because it's, it's hard and everyone has it hard and we don't have it hard in the same way, but you know, there's no one who doesn't have some kind of like wrong thinking, let's say, or mistaken thinking from childhood. So, you know, so it was kind of like an amazing, even though I wouldn't wish it on anyone what I went through, it was incredibly pivotal and way better than I could have thought. Like, you know, it was amazing to have to go through this experience.
0: Do you think you needed to go and it's a funny how life turns out? Yeah. Like we most of us have stuff. I call it stuff now. I used to call it shit, yeah. but it's not. I honor that. Yeah. Experiences. I really honor the experiences as tragic as they were. Mm. And I would absolutely not want them to happen yeah. Yeah. again. Yeah. But I yeah. honour them. Yeah. And the growth came through those. I have a yeah. little lotus tattooed on my Aww. wrist. My daughter designed that. So the lotus for beautiful. me is about, flowers it needs,
1: in
0: yeah, it, it flowers, it blooms, but it needs to, it blooms in gunky water. It needs that gunk to help it grow yeah. and be beautiful. Yeah. And there's yeah. the different elements of yeah. uh, the beauty within that lotus. That's gorgeous. And, I love it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. But it's almost like the stuff that we have, yours was pretty big stuff, like yes. you know, financially, but it's also about bringing you back to looking at unpacking all the pu- pieces of who you are. Mm, mm.
1: Yeah. It was also public. So it was a lot of people mad and people around money get mad yeah. and they don't always think logically. And, and it's always, it's not that personal. Like it feels really personal yes. because we have built a very personal brand. But, you know, like I can also understand people's feelings and mm. I, I, I'm not, you know, like it, it was not particularly nice. So when people feel like going, oh, you know, I don't want to go online. I don't want to start my business because I might be hated. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you can. And, like, people can have all sorts of things that they feel. A lot of them don't have anything to do with you. They might be mad with themselves going, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Or there's so many things going on. And I would say it's not don't stop yourself from that because the thing is, as well, some people might love you. Some Mm. people, like, and if you stay at home in your little comfort zone, you know, and and I, I feel like that that is a good message, like not to get too hung up with what people think of you. In fact, I have written a book called Not Everyone's Going to Like You.
0: Is that a children's yes. book? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah I so want to dive us. back into that. And can yes. I just pick up on that message? Not yeah. everybody is going to like us. Yeah. Not not everybody is. And there is, uh, I, that's been part of my journey as well. Yeah. And I remember I was seeing a homeopath for something, a lot of sinus issues. And she said, you know, sinus is with your nose. And when we're looking at the chakra system, the nose is in the solar plexus chakra showing up on your face. Mm. And solar plexus is about identity. Uh And it's about, she said, and personality. And she said, Catherine, you have a big personality. You're here to make a difference. Mm -hmm. You're in positions of, I was in leadership positions. I was in (laughs) training positions. I was president of community clubs. I was... In positions where I was visible, and I was personally finding it, oh my God, I'm making some decisions that people, not everybody's going to like. And she said, Yeah, get used to it because not everybody is going to like you. You're mm. going to polarise um, people, but there yeah. will be people that love you. And yeah. It's about continuing your message so the people who need to hear it will hear it. And Mm. the others who don't, well, that's their business, not yours. Yeah, it was really, really powerful. It was really, really powerful. Yeah, that is powerful,
1: and it's also more complex than that. You could be following someone and be really inspired by them, and then all of a sudden triggered by them because they're doing something that you, you know, that you wanted to do, and then maybe you didn't do when you were younger, or you're you you are sort of inspired, but at that moment a little bit jealous because it's something within your range that you might do. So I feel like our relationships with with people are complex.
0: Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah.
1: I feel like we're complex as people. Yeah. Like, you know, you might see me one day and I'll be like, you know, like, again, like we met in the foyer because <laughs> I connect to you. People will go, oh, you can't be an introvert. And I'm like, that's because I really like you. Like, yeah. but otherwise I could go into when it's not one-to-one and it's a big yeah. room. I'm, I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. And people might go, well, well, you know, create some kind of projection onto that where it's just mostly I'm just not good. I don't know what I'm doing. So therefore, I'm a bit scared. Yeah. And I'll, I'll find someone who I can, you know, do one to one at the same time. There's other aspects like, you know, yes, last week, I did that modeling competition, which, again, I was super nervous about. Don't get me wrong, but I could go out and do something extremely brave. And I feel like this complexity about characters, people don't understand. And when I was young, people used to think that I was doing a lot of things to get attention because that's the, the standard thing to think about kids. But I knew that I was doing it for self-expression. Yeah. So I'd be in Lismore wearing, I don't know, weird gothic clothes and having punk-shaped black hair. And people would be like, oh, look, she needs attention. And I'd be going, my soul needs to wear this. And I'd rather affect you than me. So I'd rather have my self-expression than than have your approval. And it's... It's a, it's, for me, it's like the center stone of being brave and courageous. Yeah, yeah. But you can still be shy, and you can still be absolutely nervous. So my arc is nervous, 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 do it, feel euphoric, then feel like I need to go under the blanket. When the euphoric, you know, dopamine and adrenaline wear off, then I want to go under a blanket, watch a movie, and go to bed, because then I'll have a vulnerability hangover. And all of those things are valid parts of my experience. Yes. It's not like I said to someone today. I was like, you know, everything in life is possible on the other side of a nervous poo, which I know. <laughs> yeah. it's true. And she said, I can't imagine you nervous, and I was like, I- I- I'm totally nervous. I just do it anyway, like a yeah. like a muscle that. And some of them, like public speaking, I've done a lot of that. So over the time, I could probably get up and speak anywhere. But that's because it's a muscle that's like pretty well developed. So all of us are capable of doing these things. And and I think as well that it's weird the nudges of our soul what we want to do. And and again, I think I've struggled most of my life, I don't know how you feel about this, about making sense. Because it's like some of the things I do don't make sense. They don't even make sense to me. Yeah. And and yet they're calling, they they come from me. And I think again, if you've gone through this people pleasing thing that we both have or trying to prove ourselves you often have really second-guessed yourself a lot. So then your instincts are there. And for me, they're tiny. They have these, like, you know, they hardly, they're not shouting at me or anything. They're these really subtle forces. And I've ignored them for a long time. And now I'm back into doing them. And I'm like, you don't make any sense. And I'm like, well, maybe I have, maybe that's something I've had to come to terms with is following your instincts and your intuition and yes. in your own dreams doesn't make sense
0: necessarily even to you i can so relate to that and i think but i i didn't know that i can see through my eyes now at the age that i'm at now looking back on life going oh yeah of course that all makes sense Mm. and what you said there that really resonated with me is it's a calling like i'm here i know that i'm here in Mm. this lifetime to help others to live better lives and i know that i'm here to experience life in a certain way and get lessons from it that I can share and make things maybe a little bit easier, a bit more practical for others. Yeah. Now, they all have their own life lessons, but I know that I'm here and it's an absolute calling. And one of the things that really shifted in my mind was when I really sat and what is it that my soul wants? Mm. And I shifted out of a lot of that... I still get nervous like you do, mm. but I just got over myself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Going, this is, I'm here to do some stuff. I'm yeah. Not going to be of any value to anybody yeah. if I just stay in my, no. you know, don't do anything. And every time I press post on social media, even with emails, it's just like, oh, fuck. Like there's still that trepidation. Yeah. When I say that to people, they're like, really? Yeah. Else yeah. There is like, and I, for yeah. me, that's a good thing. because the minute I well I'd like it to be not quite as (laughs) as consuming but the minute that it becomes like oh yeah that's just a tick done that's not what I'm about
1: yeah because you wouldn't be if you wouldn't be sharing something vulnerably if you were doing that and I think this idea of fearlessness like I don't know I was going to look it up today because I'm pretty sure only sociopaths and psychopaths aren't have no fear and maybe tiny little children (laughs) but you know like we, when you think about it.
0: Oh I my God, we, I'm going to change. I've got a post that's, I'm going to get in and change that. Yeah. It says about live, I, it might have even come out today. I'm not sure. Live fully, fearlessly and fabulously. I'm going to cross really? the, the, because yes, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think fear. Really? Yeah. It's, it's not about not having fear. Yeah. It's about not letting fear be the driver. Yeah. It's, it's me. about
1: having choice around fear. Yeah. Yeah. And also us, the both of us sharing about it. So, People think that we're not afraid. My friend's thinking that I'm not afraid. I'm totally afraid. You know, I'm not, the, the weird thing is, I was talking about complexity. I think most things have a duality. Like, mm-hmm. feel the fear and do it anyway. I think there's a lot of beautiful things in that, but I also think there's a lot of toxic things in that as yes. well, because you're pushing yourself to do things you don't want to do. And that's why you have to know yourself. And that's why me rummaging around in the, in the, you know, the ruins of myself, I know who I am, so it doesn't really matter, like, anymore, because I know what I want to do and I, I don't want to do. And I think that that's an incredibly, so, if I fear the, feel the fear and do it anyway around my intuition, hurrah. If I feel my fear and do it anyway around my ego, I used to, I call my ego Jazz Hands, because she's... <laughs> <Sorry about> that. <laughs> yeah, she's so like, oh, I'll handle it, oh, I've yeah. got this under control, and she's terrifying. I mean, she was, mm-hmm. she was kind of brilliant in her own way. And when I failed, Jazz Hands kept wanting to get back up and run the show. And I knew that if I let her, I know it sounds kind of weird as if I'm talking to all the different voices in my head. Um, it makes
0: complete sense to me. Yes. yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. I feel like we run a boardroom yeah, yeah, and yeah. that it was, Jazz Hands has not gone away. She's just not the CEO anymore yeah. because she's just, honestly, she's a, she's, she's just a performative. That's why I call her Jazz Hands because she's just dancing, little tap dance in jazz hands over life. Whereas I'd rather feel the feelings. Yeah. And I'd also rather not pretend and do the thing. So sometimes you're a lot more vulnerable. Yeah. yeah I can
0: see a thought in No, you your go. I'll, I'll try and hang on to it. You, you go. Yeah. Sometimes no, you're more it's just vulnerable. Kind of like,
1: yeah. Like you just, you, you're, you're, yeah, the vulnerability. And when you're highly sensitive as well and empathetic, yeah. the vulnerability is just so intense, yeah. especially when you're a child. And some of us will, I don't want to ever feel that again. Yeah. And Like, I'm one of those people that goes through life with no, you know, painkillers in terms of, like, I'm not that massively addicted. So I'm just there going, oh, this hurts so bad. And I was thinking maybe I should shut off a little bit. And then I was thinking, no, I I just want to go through it all and feel it all. And the feelings help the growth. But anyway, that was a lot longer. I hope your thought is still there. No, my
0: thought's there. I wrote it down. I, I was thinking the feel the fear and do it anyway yeah yeah i think maybe there's another st- or a couple more steps in that it's feel the fear because yeah. for me it's about really acknowledging yeah. the emotions yeah. so yeah. really feel it take notice of it not just jump yeah. in and do it anyway. yeah but what's its purpose what what is fear there for mm. is it there to protect or is it there to hold you back is it there to, because there's times we do need fear mm. there's, there's times with yeah. adrenaline that But there's times when we do let it hold us back. So maybe it's about feel the fear, check in with it. What's its, what's its purpose? Do we need it? Do we not need it? Then do whatever you need to do or not do whatever you need to do. Because if it's, I I get the concept of it. I absolutely get Mm -hmm. the concept. It's about don't hold yourself back from something that you want to do, but
1: I just had a thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. About. Maybe
1: if you don't have any, like with the modeling, I was just thinking mm-hmm. through the modeling scenario. So I joined this modeling competition and there's tons of beautiful, gorgeous, new bog, wonderfully amazing people. And me, who's also all of those things, but 55 and I saw a few, I didn't see any of the older faces, but it's kind of like, so I did that and I did it because I actually, funnily enough, not about looks, but about voice, mm. but I have to become attached to the, to the outcome mm. because There are six places, and I might not win. Mm -hmm. And as much as I'd like to win because it would be fun, I might not win. And if I'm too attached to the process or the perfectionism or the ego Mm -hmm. of I won, and I published it out before, like I didn't go, oh, I just won a modeling competition. I was just like, I just joined this. I don't know the outcome. Mm -hmm. If you can't live with one result of the outcome, then you won't do the fearful thing. Because your ego will get crushed in the at the end. So maybe you can feel the fear because the doing is the amazing, like the yeah. journey. I know everyone says it; it's like a cliche, but the journey is yeah. your birthing canal yeah. into reality for you. And you know, like uh, I might win, I might not win. I I might get shortlisted, I might not get shortlisted. None of it's got anything to do with me. It won't make my work. I think that is one thing that I did in the transition from my tower falling was that I don't have my worth based on my yes. work.
0: Yeah,
1: It's yeah. no longer connected. So when I was a teenager, right at the beginning of my adolescence, I had this beautiful hair and I went to the hairdresser and I was only 13 and I was having my little Farrah force at my <laughs> moment, you know, that kind of hair <laughs> like that. I'm not, you know, and you'll see how old I am from that reference. But Someone, I went to the hairdresser and I said, "Oh, could you give me a little trim?" And she cut all of it off, all of it. And it was really terrifying because I didn't have the voice inside me to go stop. And she just literally gave me a pixie cut, kind of probably similar to yours, without like, without any boldness of it. Anyway, I I went outside and no one recognized me. And and like all the boys that were like really interested in my little in, in my in me at that moment just stopped being interested in me. And I was like, "Oh, ouch." So then I was like, okay, well, you can be the smart one. <laughs> so I connected my, which is in a way fortunate because your looks and how you are perceived can be quite yeah. a hard one for people. So I kind of got dealt that one fairly early. But then being the smart one, so when I failed, that was where my worth was, you know, productivity. I call it the productivity virus. Like we're all taught that our only productivity is in our work and whether we're successful in this particular... And it's huge for people. It's huge. And the more older that you are, the generation... Like, my dad's 80-something, and he cannot nap without feeling terribly apologetic. The guy's 86. (laughs) He's got to be mowing the lawn and, you know... Doing... Doing. What are we doing, you know? So I feel like my work and my worth got very interchanged. So maybe... The good thing about when we were talking about fear is that if you detach from the outcome and you don't make the outcome personal, then you can do anything Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter because I've done it now. I've jumped out. I got my makeup. I did it. And whatever happens now is not in my control.
0: I think that's really powerful in life. And Hmm. also that manifesting about trying to detach from a specific outcome. But I see a lot of people, I do a lot of leadership coaching. I do a lot of coaching with women around confidence. Mm -hmm. And it's often identifying their worth with an external to who they are. So the position that they're at. And I have Mm -hmm. to get to the next position. It's like, why do you need to get to the next position? well, then I'll be seen to be mm. good at what I'm doing, even though I don't want to do that next level.
1: Exactly, even
0: though you um, might hate it. Yeah, I, and I've had clients say that is just like, I don't want to do it. That would be the worst. Actually, I've got a guy I'm working with at the moment, but he said, I've got the perfect job now, but I'm considering another job. It won't be great. It won't be as good as this. And he just listed off all these things that would not be good about it. So why the fuck are you even thinking about it? And actually, I did say that to him, and he's like, ah, there's huge breakthrough that's just come through from mm. that one question about, well, why are you doing it? Mm. it? Well, the perception is I think others expect me to do it. Well, why would yeah. others expect you to be going for a job that you don't love? Mm. Why would, why would, why would? And it was about his own validity yeah. and things. That, and, and I was thinking to a lot of women I work with attach their worth to their looks. Yeah. And if I you know, around weight, if I'm a certain um and I've yes. done this in the in the past mm. and it still kind of pops up now and then, but attaching worth to how we look and appear. Mm. And mm. it doesn't mean to say that you can or can't look a, a certain way or have but it's not about attaching to a certain yeah, like, like you know, like yeah.
1: well, for example, we've both got grey with, like, I've got a slight little You've got pink.
0: pink. you got pink. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you know why I've got pink? Because you know my hair is so light that it gets that nicotine-yellow thing in it. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I can't be bothered managing it because I'm actually incredibly low maintenance. Like, <laughs> for being, like, you know, one part of the people at my, you know, is there, I've definitely got a diva in there, but but yes. I'm also, like, I don't know if being a lazy diva is a thing, but Pages I just have a yeah. <laughs> I haven't got the the time or the energy to deal with it, so I just pop this little candy floss from um, Woolworth Perfect. into my hair, and you know, I like I like it. But yeah, yeah going grey is a thing because yeah. going up against people, for example, in their forties with their with their blonde hair, and you know, you're like, oh my god, do I look invisible? And like, it was really confronting. And I wanted to do it because I wanted to come to terms with yeah. myself. Yeah. I thought the earlier I came to terms with myself, the better in the long run. But it's not without its confrontation about aging and yeah. we believe about it. Yeah. And I'd say that most of the things that we're talking about, one of the reasons I got in from being this entrepreneur and doing all of this stuff, and I'm still an entrepreneur at heart because, I mean, you know, I think that's who you we all are or who we, if blood. you are, you yeah. are. you know you can't really do much about it but I got into these heart healing where you deal with people's childhood wounds Mm -hmm. because I do feel that a lot of things the trajectory of things starts when you're little and it starts with that idea and for me it's kind of like for most children when we're little you can't hindsight childhood because in childhood you don't have the tools that you have Mm -hmm. now so you can't go back and go why did I do that so when you're a tiny child, if you're going, I don't feel good, I don't feel safe, this is not working for me, you cannot invalidate your carers. You can't say, oh, they're, they're weird, there's something wrong with them. Because that would pretty much on a DNA basis mean that you probably would die, you know, like you, you, you can't take care of yourself. So your job as a child is to validate someone else and invalidate yourself. So you're probably more likely to go, this is weird. I don't know what to do with it, particularly if you're empathetic or sensitive in any way. So you go, I, the fault must be with me. There's something wrong with me. And it's a very deep thing mm. that a lot of us carry mm. that there's something wrong with us. And of course you really work out there isn't. You just made a mistake. You made this mistake that you couldn't help making because choice was not available to you. Mm. You know, it's either survival or not. So that's not a choice. So you make these decisions and then you live out the decision. So me doing my massive business was not about, you know, like it is fulfilling and fun, but that particular business was not resonating. And I was in that kind of, you know, shallow breath thing from morning till night just going, oh, you know, this is so stressful living on that sort mm-hmm. of fumes of adrenaline and all the rest of it because I made that decision. And it's like if I, I've got a daughter, she's nine, you've met Willow. Mm-hmm. If she made the decision, like, Just thinking about her dance school. She goes to dance school. She dances 11 hours a week, which is a lot. She's a really good dancer. But if she said to me, I don't want to go anymore to dancing, would I say, no, you have to go for the rest of your life, 11 hours a week to – you have to dance, (laughs) like the red shoes, you know, like you can't – I was like, that would be the weirdest thing to do to a nine-year-old, and yet we're still dancing from our mistakes that we made, not realising there were mistakes. And that is one of the things that I feel like is important because to kind of really realize what is driving your ship, you know, like or Mm -hmm. driving your Mm -hmm. car are these sort of irrational thoughts. And that's why they don't, one of the reasons maybe they don't make sense is because they're not adult, they're child. And just deciphering and moving on from that and really becoming the driver of your own life and not, a reactionary child that's going, oh, you know, I I feel all these things and going, oh, actually, that makes sense. I feel all those things. But I'm going to park all those things where they belong and I'm going to adult myself.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure, isn't there? And one of the things I find, and I agree with you about those events in life, and my belief is that we we come in with some of that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Not even just from this lifetime, but we'll we'll keep it as this lifetime. (laughs) Yeah. And some of the events are significant events that our conscious mind can recognize and can see the links. Mm. A lot of it is at a very subconscious level where we don't even know. And it really is like that peeling the onion. And that we get, you know, often it's the significant event or the thing that we know happened Mm.
1: that leads Mm. us in
0: To some other layers to go holy shit I just didn't even realize that that was a thing and for me it's not Mm. about casting blame no anywhere it's about we we come in with a our life lessons that are for us Mm. and some of those experiences some of them all of those experiences are part of our life lessons and sometimes it's that you know the dance of life you know, lots of steps forward, and then it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck. Now I've got to go back, and lots of yeah. steps back and sideways, and yeah, the the beauty is really uncovering and where are, who are we within all of this, and yeah, how's that working for us? Yeah, and if things are not working, then and that's where the beauty of you and I come in because we're that fresh set of eyes because it's mm. hard to see it on your own. I find it's no, yeah. very hard. It's yeah. like
1: seeing motorbikes when you're in a car. Yes, it's like yes. there's a blind spot. Yeah, you there's a. Oh, yeah. my God, I'm so glad I look twice because there's a fully mountain of human yeah. coming up the, the side yeah. of it. So, yeah. yeah, we do have blind spots. And also we've got troughs of neurolingual pathways yeah. that have become like, you know, those sheep things where they go to their water trough and, like, yeah. they've got whole paddocks of grass and you'll see the little path that they walk to the water trough. And we've all got those. Yeah. And we go, well, this is, you know, this means this, this happened, there's mm. something wrong with me. I'm going to spend my whole life solving. There's something wrong with me, and there's really, you know, it needs to go. There's nothing wrong with you, but it feels so weird at first, yes. Yeah. Because you've got a motorway like mm-hmm. this trap, and you're going. You want the person to think and go on the B road or go off into the paddock, and they're like, no. And mm-hmm. also, our brain, what it does when we're young is we, it shortcuts things yeah. because it's smart. So, for example, we've we'll got all oh, these sharks in the sea. We don't have to think about that every time. But mm. we, so we go. Oh well, I'm you know I'm going to go in there. I'm not going to go in there. And it, you've you've already shortcutted and made the decisions. Yeah. So you're living life having made decisions. So many of them shortcutted. And now you're asking the people to reevaluate every single yeah. thought, almost to go. Well, am I saving this thing? I thought I wasn't, but maybe that's yeah. like you know. And then I have to push out and make a new neuralinkal pathway. And what's exciting about neurolingual pathways? That's really fun is that it takes a long time to reprogram unless it's in play. So apparently it takes like 400 doo-doo-loo-loos to go, you know, I've I've made a new neurolingual. Or if you're playing and they're fun, it's like about 40. Yeah. So you can shortcut those changes when you're not, when you're playing and it's not, you know, when it's fun and there's a fun, like, you know, even like doing art or doing something else, like, like just doing those things. On the other side of fear is part of the way that we create new pathways yeah. that work better for us yeah. and move out of that stuckness and for those parameters. Do you know that yeah. classic thing where they talk about the flea and they, you know, they train fleas to jump in circuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they jump as high as the lid, and then you take the lid off, and they never jump higher than that.
0: Because that's what they've been trained. That's what they. Yeah,
1: do. and we're yeah. all we're all got that. Yeah. To, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of like going. Oh, I want to jump higher and how that's going to feel. And then, you know, like training yourself to jump higher. It's going to feel weird, but how amazing that first leap will be (laughs) when you, when you go higher than the lid.
0: You know what? I'm doing some, a bit of an experiment at the moment and it's about baking and cooking. My brain works very, very differently. And I've put some posts up about this. Mm. When I'm doing what comes naturally to me, easy peasy, don't even think about it. So in my coaching space, you know, there's obviously strategy, but it's just second nature. Baking not. And it has never been. It's hard. My brain actually feels clunky. And when I read a recipe, I read it and read it and read it. And then it's just like, well, what the fuck do I do? So I've noticed that my brain is very different. So I've been learning to make sourdough. Mm. Not great success, but Mm -hmm. I must admit that it's not as clunky in the process Mm. and I'm doing some baking. And it's about creating those new neural pathways. I was talking to somebody the other day about the events that I run here in Mm -hmm. and I do the catering, I do the baking for it. And people are going, why would you even do that? Like you're... You're running yeah. the event. And I said, well, it's yeah. actually an experiment, but it's about helping me. It's part of the process yeah. and it's becoming easier. Like, I won't do that forever. Some of the outputs are better than others. But for me, that's not what it's about. It's about yeah. the process for me. And that's exactly what you're talking about, the new, yeah. new neural pathways yeah and having fun with it, you know, music on in the background, which at first was just like, oh, my brain can't cope with that because there's too yeah. so many distractions. But now there is a real joy to it, least There's a real joy, which I would never, ever have thought. Yeah, it's cool. So that's the, the the new neural pathways.
1: Ah, I love it. I used to bake a lot when I was a child. Yeah. And because I was a child when I learned to bake, like I have a scone recipe that I could do in a dark room with my eyes closed, oh, like I can just make it baking. and I feel it with my hands, like, the thing about recipes is they are quite off-putting because yeah. they're suggesting that this is the only way. Mm-hmm. And there's the funny thing about life and everything, scones, like you've got to feel them. Same with bread. There's a, there's a recipe, but then there's feelings, like if it's ready or, you know, like that you, you know, like scones have to be like baby's bottoms, soft, you know, and then, and then when they're not, you are, you either add sort of more flour or more liquid, and depending.
0: So I I have a yeah. question there for you because I get that analogy yeah. for life. It is about the feeling. It's not just being locked into a recipe. Yeah. I don't have the foundations to know yeah. how to yeah. adjust the recipe. Yeah. So how I hear you, and you're my baking, yeah. you're my baking yeah. role model now. Yeah. How do you in life where you don't know how to do the thing Mm. to trust your intuition because what i would say is like i don't i I can't be intuitive with that because i've got no foundation Mm. i need to know the context what's your thoughts around that
1: well i would say two things one is probably i wonder what your foundation thought is of why you can't bake and why you believe you can't bake it's like I bet if we had some time we could go into this, probably a thought or a memory or something where you're not good, you shut down around that thing possibly. And then scones, this particular analogy, we'll run with that. If I told you the outcome of feeling, you could experiment with like um, the two logical things, which is if it's too wet and sticky, we're going to add more flour. And if it's too dry, we're going to add more liquid. And we're not going to over need it. So it's kind of trusting our instincts and our physical self Mm. and common sense, which is kind of like, you know, if you didn't tell yourself you didn't know, what would you do? So if you had the idea that you did know, then you would, you would, and and as well, even if you couldn't trust yourself that you knew or didn't know, you could experiment. Mm. So you'd go, okay, okay. I'm gonna, I don't know how to solve this problem, so I'm gonna put more water on, more, more milk in this one, Mm. and I'm Mm. gonna put more flour on this one, and I'm gonna feel my way, and then I'm gonna bake them. And maybe this is the around the failing idea, because we're not trained to fail, we're trained to people please and be perfect, and so you can't conceive making perfect, not perfect scones, whereas if you Like when you're, if you're making them like me when you were like really young, that wouldn't have occurred to you that there was Mm. such a thing even as perfect scones. I mean, there's just scones straight out of the oven. And I had a few old ladies that used to teach me when they Mm. when they when I was young as well, because my mum wasn't a great cook, but she'd send me out to these old ladies and they would teach me to put like you know tea towels. And it was it was kind of a beautiful experience, but it was not at all stressful. So I think. D, like I think it'd just be like seeing if there's a limiting memory thought yep. pattern around all of it, yep. and seeing about what about the outcome. We can't have fun. So, for example, with foods like can we can we waste food or not? Is it okay to bake a bunch of scones mm.
0: that you could chuck in the bin? Maybe that. Yeah, you yeah, know like that's food. that stuff. I'm just thinking. I'm loving this because I'm thinking about my own process yet there are some yeah. memories around that yeah but it's not having the foundations to link yeah. back to do you know what the outcome for me is not really the thing it's yeah. not about being perfect or anything it's about what is the knowledge or the foundational bit where I can be flexible so if I think about my yeah. coaching when yeah. I first started coaching like a hundred yeah. million years ago
1: yeah
0: I needed to have a structure I needed to know how to do it so this is reflecting yeah. on my yeah. own process yes
1: yeah yeah
0: and once I had that sort of structure and foundation and and got in and had a bit of a practice I'm completely intuitive within what I do now because I know the foundation so I think for me as I'm talking it through is it's the knowledge base which is important for me so Mm -hmm. no baking was not mum died when she was 12 so I had a little bit of baking but then after that it was just like mm, no yeah right so there is some foundation yeah, 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 knowledge yeah. and I guess as we're talking through this this is probably quite reflective of the way that both Elise and I coach is that we have conversations we ask yeah. questions yeah and yeah. then it's about getting a some insights yeah and then the, is this is how you do it but the insights yeah yeah, unfold yeah
1: and, again, I feel like a lot of sadness around what we're talking about. Which, yeah. Because did you just say your mum died when you were 12?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So that's huge. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And that would have been a really, you either wouldn't have, like, I don't know if you were learning to cook then or you hadn't cooked or, you know, like. A little bit of, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah because mm. a lot of people don't. Like, I just happened to do that yeah. because my mum used to go away on Christian yeah. camps and I'd be like. I could read and no one was there to stop me. So my dad loved it because I'd make him all this yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I just happened to do it. And I, you know, like I literally, there was no pressure on me. It was fun. My dad was this very appreciative audience and my mum wasn't there. So mm. I'm just thinking with you, there's like, that's like, so yeah, part of my feel is, is it, like, I feel something kind of like, oh, that's, some, oh there's, yeah, there's
0: a the whole yeah. there's a whole lot of stuff around that. But I yeah. think it's interesting in relation to the neural pathways because I know yeah. my brain works very differently. Yeah. And just in relation to that thing. And yeah. a couple of others. So it's about the experimenting. And yeah. so yes, we could unpack that, if we it's funny
1: isn't it because we think it's like cooking it's unrelated to our emotions or our childhood but it's Mm -hmm. not so that's like a really good example where it's like there's a real thing there that we're trying to dismiss going well that doesn't make any sense because i'm just going to bake because i'm a logical adult and i should bake right i'm not saying you say that but our part of our minds will say that and then i would say with you with the the emotional thing is the emotional thing in working your way around that and then the other thing would be so you you're saying that you need foundational knowledge for yeah. sourdough for example yeah. i have made bread in the past but i don't know how to, i've never made sourdough but with bread for example again it's got a life of its own and it wants to rise mm. you know and then you punch it yes. and you knead it ah yeah. oh, gorgeous and it's about if you understood the foundations of what's going on if someone could maybe tell you about this is reacting with this and this is this needs this and yeah. For ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. I need it needs to be this temperature and it needs to be yeah. damp and maybe a little explanation of why because maybe that will satisfy some part of you that feels like they need to know and you learn all that and then you would be like right I've got all of that and then just then go oh how oh how does it feel yeah, yeah. and when you're in that flow feeling because that comes from that experience as well where you know it so well so if you just keep doing. The sourdough, which it sounds like you do, and don't, then you'll learn what they are and satisfy that curiosity that needs to know. Go, okay, well, if you want to go under the hood of this, like you did with coaching, what's under the hood of sourdough? And then, you know, that could be. I'm learning some other
0: stuff. I'm just thinking about this now. I think it's my learning process. Yeah. Because I'm doing some other study. I do a lot of study, and it's interesting in growing up. I was not good at school. I did not like school. Study was hard for me. As an adult, I love it. I go really deep. Yeah, I'm learning this new stuff, and it's like I need to know the big picture.
1: Yeah,
0: and where does it all the the bits? Yeah, together, and then within that, then detail. And I think that's with the cooking, the baking is. There's been missing of that big picture how mm. that's, that's to be able to work with it. So anyway, I'm just reflecting my own learning style. Yeah. And it's no. interesting for people, I'm just thinking about others. We're talking about, you know, identifying some, you know, patterns some maybe limiting beliefs. Yeah. Sometimes we know this on our own. Sometimes a lot of the times we don't. Mm. It's it's through conversation. It's through yeah. Yeah. being able to explore that. And what I find is little pieces of information then come to the surface yeah but then we can kind of say Ah, interesting where's that coming from yeah and then that opens up the layer of the onion yeah exactly to that next level as well yeah and and just because we're saying you know you know making some connections and neural Mm. pathways we all have our own journey like we all have our own journey but we can the good news is we can create change can't we exactly and also what's beautiful
1: is like we all listen for different things yeah so I read I there was this amazing thing where I, someone someone knew how to tell if a relationship was going to work or not within I think 12 minutes they could tell and how it was is that they could read people's faces so if they saw contempt I can't remember there were three emotions that if you had them your relationship was not going to last and it no one else could see them because they weren't trained to see them yes right so when I see contempt in people, I'm like, ooh, you know, like when you feel that kind of contempt. And so I feel like I'm just, I identify the child, like I'll, I'll go, well, what, what is that? Whereas you'll listen and be on and think, and that's what we will as well. We have these blind spots for ourselves, but we also have these expertise where you don't know you can read faces or you don't know what you're doing, but you know where that is. And, but someone else is concentrating and that's fine as well. I think it's beautiful all of us have these gifts and finding your gifts and, and also allowing everyone else to have theirs because they're going to be different, and that's what's going to be wonderful is going, oh, look at that. That's, that's so exciting and beautiful how we're all different and we've all got curiosity around different things. Yeah. Like, for example, when I write, my books talk to me and they tell me, like, I've written this book, Not Everyone's Going to Like You, and it's two years old. It's re- really a, been a journey. And the other day, my mind was like, I want you to research what it's like when you get rejected, like the physical sensation of rejection. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting thought. And I'm creating a little stanza about how, because actually when you get rejected, your brain experiences rejection as pain. You get all of the same interesting. adrenaline and, you know, there's another thing that's the, the junk things around pain, the junk hormones or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. So. When you're a child and someone doesn't like you, you think, well, I'll get over it or, you know, that's resilience. It's Mm. actually hugely painful. Mm. Your brain's experiencing pain. When people go through breakups, like I went down that, like, you know, tunnel of, of what happens to our brains when we get rejected. When I'm thinking, well, no wonder people build massive experiences around rejection when they're little because the pain will feel really intense because you have not experienced it before maybe. You know, your first friend, best friend, doesn't like you anymore, or feels ashamed around you, or acts weird around you. You have no idea. It's like your whole life is falling apart. There's no perspective, and yet we're like, oh, get over it. Like, you know, it'd be like, oh, I just fell off my bike and I just broke my leg, and no one would say to you, oh, get over it and get back on your bike. But if you get emotionally hurt in it, Actually, right I think friend,
0: I said that to my daughter once. <laughs> I think I said, it. anyway. She... <laughs>
1: I'm sure she didn't break a leg. No,
0: that's another story. Ellie, if you're listening, sorry. We
1: are, we are all told to get back on the horse and all the rest of it. It's very, that's again, very generational. And again, sometimes, again, what I was saying, it's got, sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. That's why you've got to know if you don't want to get back on the horse because you're, you know, you need that moment or because, you know, you never want to get on a horse again, which Mm. is also about the horses might not be for you. You know Mm. what I mean? But, I do I do understand what you're saying, but there is pain involved. Yeah. And what is interesting is I research through my intuition as well. I do pretty much everything through my intuition now, but I definitely didn't before. Yeah. And I reckon that I got into a lot of trouble with the universe and everything <laughs> with my spectacular collapse because I didn't listen to my intuition. Yes. And that's not to shame anyone because, honestly, I would have things like be a healer. And I'd be like, what? I'm not doing that and go off and, and ignore it and go and run my forty plus people business that had a cash flow that needed two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a month to pay people's salaries. And I'd be like, Yeah, yeah, I'm just you know, sorry, universe, I'm just too busy yeah. to be a healer. I'm yeah. going, you know, I had amazing amounts of stuff that I just and it goes back to what you're saying as well, it's identity. I didn't have an identity as a healer. I was like, Who am I to think I was a healer? Like, seriously? Yeah. And I feel like identity is something that really holds us back. And also I think my feelings are that shame is the thing that holds identity
0: in place. Oh, tell me, I agree. I think identity for some people holds them back. I'm not sure everyone. I'm, but tell me what? Shame. Shame. Like for example, yeah. I feel like shame
1: is the kind of glue that keeps the thought together that I've got to prove myself Mm, right mm, because something happened to make you go I'm not good enough Mm. so you're constantly proving it so for me to change from being a massively successful at the time entrepreneur to be a healer I would have to change my general assumptions about myself and I'd have to be free to go oh I could do that or I could do that but I'm not free to do that or that because I have my worth Tied up in people seeing me a certain way, and I feel like worth is not just people going, "Oh, I feel worth." It's kind of it's the it's it's held together by shame, meaning that you're doing it to feel worthy because if you don't do it, you'll feel unworthy, and that's shameful. If that makes sense,
0: I'm going to think about that. Yeah, if I'm I I get what you're saying, and I think for some people they will really resonate with yeah that. I don't yeah with shame only because that's not an emotion I resonate but if you unpacked it it might be that yeah it might be and I love that that that, yeah I love that even through our conversations and it's for me there's no right or wrong around there is there are absolutely different approaches yeah and I think the beauty of what we do is that we come through and all the other gorgeous healers and coaches and um, teachers yeah you come through with your gifts and yeah. what you with your lens, with yeah. our lens, yeah, and the people that are are there to receive our gifts, they will resonate with us, and they'll be yeah. I bet you, I bet you and this would be interesting too, Elise, that if you and I had the same clients and we did our approach, would we come with the same? kind of stuff or would we actually complement each other and come from something slightly different Yeah, 100% build on what the others yeah. did so I'm just I'm going to think about the the shame I know there's a lot of work I know Brene Brown does a lot of work around yeah. that I as think well so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. shame is a really interesting one because it's such a big word it's like the word victim yeah.
0: like people yeah. like
1: there are certain words that we share like if I yeah. said to someone like you're a victim it's a yeah. hideous word yeah, nobody yeah, 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 yeah. in the universe wants to be called yeah. a victim and yeah. no one wants to think they're ashamed about something. But what I've realized in my self-acceptance journey, yeah. I've gone through total rejection of self and, like, yeah. you are a terrible, horrible yeah. person yeah. to maybe you're just a, another human being having a human experience and self-acceptance. And then I went from self-acceptance to embracing, yeah. like going, actually, I really do love this crazy, quirky little person that I'm in the shell of this person, um, you know, in, in this experience, this lifetime of, you know, I think she's pretty fabulous, right? Flawed but fabulous. Like yeah, I, yeah. And then we're embracing. And then it's like, and then funnily enough, the shame things come as an end thing called what keeps those thoughts alive? And people-pleasing, for example, people-pleasing sounds so mm. great, you know, like you're doing what everyone else wants. But, again, it's quite manipulative and it's quite you're trying to get everyone to perceive you as perfect Mm. which means there's probably shame around not being perfect Mm. and it's like and and shame like again sounds like a big word but it's more like you got in trouble or something happened when you went this way so you decided to go this way Mm. and why and what emotion was there Mm. that holds these things in place to make it hard for us to change and that's why and again it's a theory it's a theory that I'm I always experiment on myself oh yeah I'm
0: I I would 100% agree and I think so for all of our listeners this is a conversation sharing ideas and listeners you know pop your comments in too and let us know what your thoughts around that are because I really I think it's a uh, even looping back to what we were talking about, the complexities of who we are. 100%. Yeah. That there are, there's lots going on. Yeah. And I think in even just, I guess bringing this to a, a little bit of a a close in a minute, but it's about, you and I are both about helping people to show up how they want to show up, not how we want them to show up. Yeah. Or what they think we, yeah. you know, yes. what we think they should yes. do. We both are about helping women and blokes to – do you primarily work with women? Yes, but I have worked with both, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Corporate I work with men and women. In Happiness Hive I work primarily with women.
1: I think women, again, like we, I feel like without kind of going through the feminist agenda, I feel like women, we do get the brunt of the people-pleasing and we do tend to internalise the there's something wrong with me. through the complexities of you know our society I do feel like that's probably one of the reasons why women are trying to empower and help women rise it's not because we don't love men I absolutely do do. and when I was growing up I had way more male friends I actually trusted men more than women yes yep and so yeah I do and I think that's because women we just need the help to unpack because We've got so many gifts. Like all of our listeners will have gifts. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about ours, and it's lovely. And but everyone has their gift. And I think the secret is when you stop looking for, to make your gift about someone else's gift, and you stop. You got. Oh, I haven't got any gifts, but it's like that's because you think you. You know. Oh, uh, you know. Again, to be a model, you've got to be six foot, like, or you've got to be this, or you've got to be that. And I'm like fifty five and literally five foot five.
0: And so Ooh, lots of
1: vibes, Ooh. vibes. I know yeah, having this cool. a year with the vibes. Yeah, so fitting in to other people's dreams is again where we tend to work out, like, and then go into that comparison. But it's like if you're living someone else's dream, you can't possibly live your own.
0: Exactly.
1: And someone else's dream, as like we were talking about that a little bit before we started. I had a multi million dollar business. I lived in a multi million dollar you know private chefs and all the rest of it and I was way more miserable than I am now. Yeah. You know. Um and so again, because it I it wasn't really it became it was a dream made with the people pleasing wand. It wasn't like a personal, um yeah. actual dream.
0: And I, I was talking with somebody just trying to think. I have so many com- – do you have – I have lots of conversations, like filing cabinets in my head. Yes, 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 yes. The conversations with. But it was about discovering your purpose. And yes. I, I have a challenge with using that terminology because for some yes, people, they true. absolutely know what their purpose yes. is. Um, it's not discovering. It might be rediscovering. It might be reconnecting. Yes. It might be living. It might be yes. embracing. And I can't remember what you just said then oh, – or when you were saying, you know, happier now than you were before yes. – it, yeah I don't know sorry I went off on a tangent then but no it was about that yeah I don't
1: know well you were talking about <laughs> unpacking this idea around purpose and I agree like I think our, my, my thing is yeah. I think our purpose is just to follow our intuition and yeah. the thing about that is your intuition will change all the time yes and like we will change all the time and embracing that like there doesn't necessarily have to be an end game like I used to think on my personal development journey that I was going to hit this mountain And then I was going to sort myself out. And all I realized, there's no mountain. There's no no sorting myself out. There's no two steps forward and one step back. There's all journey and Mm. instinct and listening to those little voices because you've got a map that's linked entirely to your DNA. And you see the end. Like, you know, it's like imagine it's a pirate's map. I like being a pirate for some reason. So imagine you've got a pirate's map with the, the gold at the end of the rainbow. You can't get to the gold at the end we, the of the, the gold at the end, rain, rainbow is not the, the is, it's not the prize. It's like, you've got to go to this island and then on, you've got to go to that island. We don't know why. And then when you get there, you work it out. And yeah. all treasure yeah, yeah. maps are like that. And yet we expect life is like a, a, a solid A to B down the treasure thing where it's kind of like, go to the island, see what happens on the island. The magic is in the journey of the island, then you'll go, oh wow. And then you'll move to the next thing, not knowing. So the end result is just, I don't know, just kind of like a general idea, yeah. but the journey and the, and the thing that's personal to you is your little, the next
0: clue. Do you know what my version of that is? Yeah. I think we come into life that we have lessons. We have a curriculum. So yeah. we each have our own curriculum about okay. learning in this school of life and that curriculum there are some easy things there are more difficult things but it's about I think our purpose is learning what those lessons are and I see it like Super Mario Kart okay so when you're at level one that you you know some of the things are like really hard to the challenges that you've got and you kind of for me anyway keep repeating those challenges and Uh learning learning yeah but when I get the lesson it's like oh to unlock yeah. the door to the next yeah. level, yeah, I've got to do this. Yeah. Thing. Then it takes Ooh. me to the next level, yeah. And like you said, so your map, I think it's also about the experience that you're having at that yeah. level. It's not just yeah. about unlocking the door, no. but It's about the curiosity about well, which door and what's there, and yeah. what is the gold? Like there's little bags of gold and there's little yeah things. So it's that, and that's my curriculum. My my Super Mario Kart game is. Maybe different version than yours is, but we've each got our own little beat that helps us. And maybe if we have that treasure map within Super Mario Kart, I know we can all go three D. Super, super amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, we could just go forever and ever here. I know. And for the listeners, this is this is kind of what our conversations have been like when right from that time in the foyer (laughs) and chatting, and then hearing your story at the conference. You're you're speaking again at the. um,
1: Yes, I am. I am. I'm actually going to do a in the doing? therapy session
0: so oh, that we cool. can go through that, like, clearing the
1: enoughness because I feel like all of us and another analogy is all of us have a colander for receiving and yes. it's got holes in it yes. and the holes are our different beliefs about ourselves and our self-worth. Like when I said I didn't have the foundational belief and for me it's about, like, let's be a pot mender. Like, I, yes. I, I feel like my name yes. is just pot mender and, yes. like, healing those pots the, the holes in the colander so that we can really fully receive and be who we're we're meant to be so and it's I interesting i think...
0: wonder if effects when she's got a schedule I haven't seen the the plan yet but mine's is about getting out of your funk and back to being fabulous yes. and I'm yes. doing spotlight coaching and it's the same thing uh-huh. like it's the it's actually about you know what is it that's your funk i'm calling it your funk. yeah, hey, yeah. Things, like what is holding you back and yeah what what's stopping you from doing the thing that you're wanting to do so sounds so, like well, I, hope sessions that not, and, I
1: hope you can come to each other's
0: yeah me too beck so if you're listening make sure we're not <laughs> on it because we're kind of doing the same thing but different same same but different oh gorgeous this has been so cool love it where can our listeners find you well
1: Really, honestly, the easiest thing because one of my superpowers is not organization. So again, embracing that, like you're better off to come onto my Instagram at The Elise James and send me a message if you're really, if you're really compelled
0: (laughs) to work with me. And all the Um, details will be in the show notes as well. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And if anybody hasn't yet and would like to sign up to the Happiness Hive newsletter, pop over to my website which is www.happiness-hive.com. Scroll down to the bottom, pop your details in, and I just send out a weekly drop of juicy goodness about helping people to – I call them fabu-tips about just being your best and stuff. So anyway, oh, this is gorgeous. Love. Absolutely. Love you too. Thank Thank you you so much. See you, gorgeous. Take care. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today. And don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link Working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.